Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 9th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Colin Ray earned a King Cole going five innings, zero in runs, three hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts against the Orioles. Is he the real deal? No. No, he's not. I watched a lot of this. Uh, the second inning in particular was just, how did you get three strikeouts? I don't know. There was a called strike three that wasn't a strike. There was fastballs way in the zone and super hittable that were whiffed on. And that's not Colin Ray's thing. That is not something you should expect. You just don't do it. Okay, cool. Zach Wheeler went 7.1 innings of shutout ball. Life is beautiful. So is life with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, but Randy Vasquez against Chicago White Sox got the win. 5.2 innings, zero runs, two hits, one walk, three Ks. He was streamed against me. I told you guys this. He would do well because he was streamed against me. Um, but yeah, no, he uh, he got super lucky in this one. I don't think he does a whole lot with what he brings to the table. I'm glad it worked out for for him and the Yankees, but yeah, not not something that you want to pursue. Um, we have Reese Olsen getting fo- opened for against the Phillies. Five innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, and three Ks. It was fine. It was a heavy focus on the sinker inside. Uh, two right-handers got outs with that. A good fastball. I mean, a changeup that did all right, but the slider got some strikes. It, it was... It was good, um, but it's not really exceptional to me. And he gets Atlanta next. I really don't want to chase that again, right? I like him more than Vasquez, uh, Reese Olsen, but he gets Atlanta, so we just don't do that. Yanni Chirinos had a great game against the Twins and power to him. He actually started, which is kind of wild too. But I don't really think that Chirinos does anything close to 5.2 innings, one earned run, five hits, zero walks, and four Ks moving forward. Reed Detmers, look at this. 5.2 innings, one earned run, five hits, two walks, and eight Ks against the Cubs. Got a win, which is wonderful to see. He gets the Rangers and the Dodgers next. He did get a lot of whiffs on the slider. Uh, 60% strikes on the curveball, about 62% on the fastball. is went mostly in the upper half. It wasn't, like, I remember at the beginning of the year, he was throwing 96 at times, and this was 94.8. He's kind of settled there, which is fine. It's not 93 you know, it's not uh, right around 94. It's actually around 95. But I feel like there's another element that Detmers needs to get to about pitch efficiency and be able to really execute when he wants to. And he's not there yet. And he's 23, though. And it makes me really think that, you know, I, this is kind of easy. You know how old he is because he was born in 2000. Oh, my gosh. Uh, for the most part. So he's going to be 24 next year. And I feel like that's going to be the year that Detmers really clicks. Um, because it's just, just one of those things where... Pitchers, over time, they eventually find their rhythm and their ability to make those adjustments and to be more consistent with their command. And uh, I think uh, Detmers will get there eventually. I don't really think he will in the very short term. But the very fact that he has this good stuff is is nice. It's just, do you need to hold on to him for the Rangers and Dodgers? Probably not. Probably not. Jose Barrios kept on cruising. Now, Alvarez was not in the lineup, 
But against the Astros, he got the win. Six innings, two earned runs, four hits, two walks, and two Ks. He has a new nickname, the Great Fundulator. Well, it's really fun that he's like making this work. Changeup's got 13 for 18 strikes, which is really nice as he just pounded sinkers and, and curveballs. And he doesn't throw his fastball, this four-seamer, nearly, nearly as much as he used to. I think it's an actual change that is legit. Good stuff here from Brios. I think it's like a 2-5 ERA since his first two starts of the year, which is kind of wild. Uh, Aaron Savali against the Red Sox. 5.2 innings, two earned runs, four hits, two walks, and three strikeouts, five whiffs, 22% sees. That everybody got the win, right? Against the Red Sox, 66% curves plus cutters. That's all you can really ask for here. He'll get the Athletics and the Brewers after the next one against the Padres. So if Aaron Savali is on your waiver wire, just leave him for now because no one's going to pick him up for the Padres. But after that start, then you should be circling at least the Athletics start. Drew Smiley went against the Angels. Six innings, two hundred runs, seven hits, three walks, and four Ks. His curveball was hung a little bit more than we normally saw, a lot more upper half than we like to see from the pitch. And I think that really messed him up a bit. Uh, he does get the Pirates twice now. So Drew Smiley should be decent for at least, I mean, he should be good for one of them, if not both. Mike Clevenger went against the Yankees, got the loss. 5.2 innings, three hundred runs, six hits, one walk, two Ks. Did not help you. At all. Like, this is nothing to write home about. Nothing that actually helps you in your 12-teamers. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe the whip is close to about 120 and change, like 125 or something. Like, I don't care. Don't want it. Four-seamer went 41% CSW and had a lot of called strikes, but the slider went one for 34 whiffs, which is really strange. He actually had decent locations on it. Yeah, this is not a, a Clevenger that has any elite pitches, so not a fan here. Bailey Ober against the Twins, sorry, not the Twins, the Rays, 5.1 innings, three earned runs, three hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. You love to see the sub one whip. You love to see the seven strikeouts. Three earned runs is a little annoying. He allowed uh, three earned runs in uh, in the fourth inning, and that was really it, including a home run. That This is great. I'm a fan of Ober at the moment. I... I I like his four-seamer staying up. His changeup did well inside the zone. The slider wasn't quite there. Once again, there is another level for Ober to hit when he does develop secondary consistency like he does have with his four-seamer. I wonder if we're going to see it. Chase Anderson against the Giants in Coors. Sure. He keeps getting away with this. I mean, 5.1 innings of 300 runs and 7 base runners isn't really getting away with it, but he did get some strikeouts, so I guess that's enough to say that. He can't keep getting away with it. We know this. Kyle Bradish, I'm going to say he's a streaming victory because he had 10 strikeouts in five innings, which is insane. But yeah, you didn't like the 300 runs and seven base runners. I think it's worth it if you actually like pushed on a stream. You didn't get the win, but 10 strikeouts is a massive boost for your week. He gets Toronto and Tampa next. And, you know, the fastballs were okay. Um, the slider and curve were well spotted. I just, yeah, I just don't like the, that sinker in the four-seamer from Bradish, so... Especially not against Toronto and Tampa Bay next. Uh, we have a lot of others to talk about here. Ashcraft, Severino, Valdez, uh, Matt Dermody, Verlander, Lynn, etc. We're going to talk about all of those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? 
You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Framber Valdez against the Jays. Five innings, three earned runs, four hits, four walks, five Ks. Annoying. I just gave him the ace is going to ace label. And I should have waited until after this. I probably would have given him after his next start. But he's going to be just fine against the Nationals. Next, Matt Dermody was DFA'd by Boston after his start. So, okay, we move on. You didn't even know who he was. And that's good. Let's leave it like that. Graham Ashcraft against the Dodgers, 2.2 innings, 300 runs because he took a comebacker to the calf. He did go a little bit longer for a bit and then he got pulled. So he could hit the IL from it. It feels like it's just a contusion and he just needed some rest. But uh, but yeah, Graham Ashcraft shouldn't be rostered anyway. Luis Severino against the White Sox is still down a tick as he went five innings, four and runs, six hits, two walks, and six Ks. Now the slider went four for 14 whiffs or 43% CSW. The cutter was hung a little bit, so it was a changeup. I'm a little weirded out. I feel like Severino is dealing with something because we saw lower velocity into the last start, and now Severino is still there. Now and again, air quality was bad in New York yesterday. I don't think they should have played these games, but that's just me. I'm glad the air quality is fine now. I uh, yeah, I feel like something's off here with Severino. I'm I'm not gonna say that he won't get it back, but just right now it's a weird moment, and I have a little bit of worry starting him. But it's kind of like a TR. Once he gets the velocity back, be okay, cool. We're fine. Just, I need to know something. <laughs> is there an actual issue? He said that there wasn't, but the velocity's down for two straight starts now, and it's not looking good. Okay. Alex Cobb, inside of course. I thought it maybe could work. At least he did get seven strikeouts, but nine base runners, four and runs in five innings. Womp, womp, whatever. Justin Verlander went against Spencer Strider, and they both got shelled. Uh, he got three innings, four and runs, seven hits, four walks, three Ks from Verlander. Command was good, though. Great locations of four-seamers and sliders. That's baseball. Same with Spencer Strider, who earned a gallows pull at 17 whiffs and a 37% CSW. That's baseball of eight earned runs in four innings. Whatever, you can't do anything. But you can do something about Lance Lynn against the Yankees. Five innings, five earned runs, eight hits, three walks, four Ks. He gets the Mariners and Red Sox after his next start against the Dodgers. I don't know. It's... He isn't as dominant with the four-seamer and cutter as he used to be. It's just that simple. We had this really nice stretch against the against weaker teams, and also he was getting unfortunate before. I feel like watching this one, I was just like, yeah, you're just not as good as you used to be. It's that simple. He could have these good starts against the Mariners and Red Sox. It's not out of the question. It's just a little riskier than we want it to be at the moment. And I feel like if you haven't dropped Lancelin now, you probably can for some streaming options instead. Looking forward to today's and tomorrow's games. Or starters. Yes, both. Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Luis Castillo, Christian Javier, uh, Tyler Glasnow, Marcus Stroman, Merrill Kelly's going today because it was the post moment yesterday. Tyler Wells, Dylan Cease, and Yuri Perez. All are auto starts. Very, very clear starts here. I don't really think I need to say anything to you. Um, I just want to say hi. You're awesome. Happy Friday. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> Probable starts here. Hugh Darvish is in course. He does whatever he wants regardless of opponent. Garrett Whitlock gets the Yankees without judge. I think this is a start you should be making. And Sonny Gray against Toronto is, oof, that could be in the questionable start here because he has not found his groove. But I do recognize that Sonny Gray is a little volatile, which also means on the positive side as well. 
So maybe you do still want to do it against the Jays. If you're trying to sell high and sounding great, try to do it before the start. Questionable start here. We have Yusei Kikuchi on the other side. He is throwing curveballs and sliders now. And that could be really cool with a lower focus on the four-seamer. So if he's able to throw both of those for strikes, there might be something here. Logan Allen gets the Astros without Jordan Alvarez, and that could be kind of good. Uh, you have Michael Lorenzen against the Diamondbacks. Maybe he keeps his stretch going. Jordan, uh, Jordan, Jordan Montgomery uh, against the Reds. Maybe that's fine. Uh, I think he's a Toby now, and that could come through if he has this curveball and changeup working. Adrian Hauser just throws fastballs for strikes, and that could work against the Athletics. AJ Smith uh, Shaver uh, gets the Nationals. Now, I watched him on the Twitch stream, two of his innings um, in relief as his MLB debut. I see a guy with, I mean, again, this is a very limited thing from the MLB debut of like, what, 20 pitches or so? A four-seamer that should get more whiffs than it did if he does locate it up. And a good enough breaking ball. That's it, though. So, it's two pitches. Are they both elite? I don't like the Spencer Strider comparisons. I don't think his fastball is nearly what Strider's is. Um, people are saying, like, oh, he started in the bullpen. It felt like this and that. Just get that out of your head. Um, I think he's good, but we really don't know what we're going to get against the Nationals. I'm very confused. So, we'll see. Good luck. If you, want to, if you want to pick him up, do that and see where we go from there, right? Ben Lively against the Cardinals. Look, if he has a slider back, then this could be good. The Cardinals have been struggling. Andrew Heaney's a cherry bomb against the Rays. Anthony Descafine, I don't really want to do against the Cubs because I don't think his command is nearly as good as it was in April. And it's been lacking for the past month. So I don't really want to do that. Luis Medina might get an opener. And the Brewers, I know they've been beating up in the Orioles, but... Maybe he does go five innings here uh, for a production against the Brewers. And Tyler McGill, I think, just isn't doing good things. And he gets the Pittsburgh Pirates, but the Pittsburgh Pirates could do good all of a sudden. So I, I just don't really want to start that one. And the do not start here is Dylan Lynch against the Orioles. Maybe he has his best slider, but I don't really want to do this against the Orioles. Uh, Michael Grove is going not Bobby Miller against the Phillies. He's probably not going to go long enough to make this work. And we've only really seen one start of fastballs up and sliders down. Rich Hill against the Mets. Eh, you never know what you're going to get. I don't want to touch it. Ranger Suarez in, against the Dodgers. No, thank you. Josiah Gray is just not looking good against Atlanta. And Gomber in cores against the Padres. Absolutely not. Looking forward to tomorrow. We have Sandy Alcantara against the White Sox. The best matchup of all these good good pitchers. So he's that number one. Evaldi gets the Rays. Joe Ryan gets the Jays. Uh, Nola gets the Dodgers, and Bobby Miller gets the Phillies. I'm starting all of these. You have the probable start here. Andrew Abbott gets the Cardinals, and I didn't really feel like I would be putting him this time, but the Cardinals are not a good offense, and I think Andrew Abbott does enough here with his four-seamer and his curveball. J.B. France is a really nice stream against the Guardians. I would go and chase that. He's still, for some reason, under sub... Or he's sub-20% rostered in, in uh, Yahoo and ESPN leagues combined. Tristan McKenzie gets the Astros, and he looked great in that first start. And there's no Alvarez, so we're cool with that. Taj Bradley against the Rangers is a little weird, but I think it is weird for the next three. So I'll favor Bradley because the, he should still get a lot of strikeouts against Texas. You have Kopech against Miami. Fastball's looking all right, but the command is really weird. And Miami's messed some guys up. And Domingo Herman is looking good with the swing strike rates, but I don't know if the fastball changeup will always be there. But you start all three of those. You might want to put Bradley to the bottom of the tier. I get that because they messed up Bryce Miller and... There are some comparisons between Bradley and Miller, but Bradley does use more secondaries in the cutter and curves, and those give him, I think, a little bit better chance against Texas that might go fastball hunting. 
Questionable start tier. You have Singer, who's a cherry bomb against the Orioles. Fine. My- Michaelis, he's a Toby against the Reds on the road. You have Kodai Sengo, reliant on the forkball cherry bomb against Pittsburgh. Schuster might have his good slider against the Nationals. Teheran, I know, against Oakland, though, so whatever. Mackenzie Gore, I don't really buy the whole strikeout thing because I think his approach changes by start, and I don't want to trust it against Atlanta. Patrick Sandoval's a Toby against the Mariners. Kyle Hendricks has his changeup and sinker. Doesn't have his curveball against the Giants. Johan Avieto without Alonso might be kind of tempting, but it really depends on if he has his fastball and slider command, and I don't know what we're going to get. Matthew Boy was so precise with his fastball last time upstairs, but is that going to be repeated? I don't know. Only two whiffs on the slider. He gets Arizona. Not really my thing. Tanner Halleck is facing a judgeless Yankees. A lot of these major hitters are hurt. Alvarez, Alonso, and Judge, which opens up a little bit more streaming options, I think, for guys. Tanner Halleck, if he has that command that we saw against the Angels before, it could work out against the Yankees, but he hasn't had it for two starts. Paul Blackburn against the Brewers. The Brewers have been doing all right, and Blackburn has... A curveball and slider that they find the zone. This should work out. Uh, Ryan Nelson against the Tigers. Maybe. I think he just doesn't have his secondaries. I almost put him in the do not start. Also in do not start would be um, Brian Wu against the Angels. I'm going to just throw away his first start against the Rangers. And I feel like this is the MLB debut against the Angels here. So Brian Wu, I think if he does really well, will be picked up everywhere. So not a bad spec ad. That's why he's on the list. But I don't necessarily want to start him here. Bowen Francis, also an MLB debut. Well, this is the MLB debut. So he replaces Al Camino for the Jays, goes against the Twins. I looked him up on uh, Savant before this podcast. 17% swing strike rate in the minors. He's had high strikeout rates and high swing strike rates. Um, we had that 17% was like 15 innings in AAA. And his success was when he was able to get his curveball and slider in the zone. And then four seamers were upstairs. Not all consistent upstairs, though, with a four seamers, like 95. But I feel like that is a good whiff pitch. So I'm actually kind of interested especially for a winning team like the Jays, but I think we got to wait and see here. Cole Irvin might be returning for the Orioles, which is cool against the Royals there. That's a good desperate play because I don't think they'll limit him pitch count wise. Freeland, Kyle Freeland is in cores against the Padres. Oh gosh, no. On the other side is Ryan Weathers. No, thank you. And Jacob Junis is probably doing a bullpen game for the Giants against the Cubs. All right, that is it. Have a wonderful weekend. Of course, I'll be back, but good luck. And thank you all so much for listening and leaving your ratings and reviews. Seriously, those do so much for us on iTunes. If you haven't yet, please take the time to do that uh, with either the Pitchless Fantasy Baseball Podcast or this Plus Pitch Podcast. Just leave a rating, leave a review, talking about the the podcast. Really, it helps us out massively. And if you've been listening to this for a while, it's a it's a small thing you can do for us. All right, that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your bounce be low and your strikeouts high.